0: I must say this is a wonderful group of people thank you so much for coming along and there's this amazing energy in the room and he doesn't want to be filmed no he doesn't and this day is going to come to an end all too soon you know for me it's gone extraordinarily quickly and uh, there's so much more we could hear about and even so many more people we could be inviting. But um, I'm particularly happy, and my heart is full because I've had an opportunity to meet with old friends and younger old friends. And uh, this is a particular pleasure for me to introduce Curtis Taylor. Curtis, who is Mardu from the Western Desert and who's a person that I've found to be extraordinarily with it, innovative right, okay Curtis I won't say no. anymore <laughs> you can make your own assessment um, Curtis who I think is an extremely important thinker not just for Mardu people but for the rest of the country like so many of the everyone else who's been on the panels today, so I'll let Curtis speak for himself thank you Curtis
1: Um, yeah, thank you, Vicky, and all your team to uh, bring us here for this meeting, and for you know to meet all the other different Mato um, from all across the country to hear your stories today. Um, i just like to um, yeah, just acknowledge and pay respect to the eldest person present of this panel where we're standing today. Um, from my people and everybody else here, um, I'm an artist. My name is Curtis Taylor. I'm an artist, video artist mainly, um, and yeah. Throughout this presentation, I'll just show you, you know, some works I've been doing um, over a number of years on different, many different projects with a lot of different people here in Australia and abroad. Um, I, um, I was born in Broome, and I feel that's my home too, and I um, grew up in Bijaranga, where my family comes from. But my family really comes from the western desert. They, from the northern part of the western desert, they were like Percival, and they walked into... Um, Lagrange Mission was then to aeroplanes and walked around, all around aeroplanes delivering a uh, UDLA and then, you know, finally settled in hinn um, I made a short film about um, the history of my people um, for the Kenning Road project, which, um, you know, some of you guys don't know, it was a, a massive project um, retelling the history of um, the Kenning Stockwood, how house was built from indigenous point of view because there was a centenary coming up celebrating, um, you know, the first drover that came down the Canning Stockwood, but there was not no celebration for any um, model stories or indigenous stories, Aboriginal stories from, you know, there were drovers, there were people who um, fed salt meat. They had to take Alfred Canning, who was the surveyor, to survey these waterholes across our lands and not just our lands, but Bidilipur, people in the south around Wiluna and Jurabellan, um, people in the north around Mullan and um, Balgo area. And um, But yeah, that route cut right across our country. And is was, was really hard for me to kind of, you know, because you're trying to tell a history of your people. And I kind of, I think I got it in like 90 seconds for this um, video to have in a, because all these videos were in part of an um, installation, um, where they had 10 interactive tables with a, like 200 f- uh, videos, over 40,000 photos, um, 20,000 texts telling the history of the Canning Stock Road, and which is now at Canberra. It'll open on the 6th of August if you guys run Canberra away. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of um, history and a lot of um, other filmmakers and artists and uh, writers and um, historians, both indigenous and non-indigenous, telling their story, um, um, their oral history from their family and, you know, stories that they heard through, um, yeah, throughout that time. So this story, I call it Pundu which Pundu means people. Is our people's history?
2: for thousands of generations. In that, I and change this from Europe. Still, go on the we, didn't. we were still living conditionally until mid-1960s. Some married and lived Some were taken away. Around about the 1980s, Maru started coming back. When I That's why more was born. They started to accumulate millions. Puno, Puno, Colorado. In the jungle area, they started to fight for the country. Puno village. They came in support of mine. Mapai government, showing the knowledge of their country. Individual, the minister of every new affairs. Yeah, I mean, the they were inside and outside of court in 2003.
1: every time I show that film back home you know everybody's like oh is that it you know we want more it's just really short you know they want us to see more of their you know themselves and um this project we did with um there's a company called Madhu Media um back in those days when we were making videos all across from like Jigalong, Nalaghan Punmubangur, Konoraji did a circuit all over the desert and um we collaborated with uh, Curious Works um, and they're based here in Sydney in Kasula at the powerhouse there and um, um, we just did this project with um, an exchange between you know the Western Desert crew from the Western Desert and kids from Western Sydney from like Cabramatic Fairfield um, and all that area there and we kind of every month um, for the first year we Made a video and you know uploaded a story um, every month, so we'd kind of share our stories between you know those distances. But you know with the internet being really quick, we could just see our story. So we'd put one story up, they'd put their story up, and that way, yeah, we showed you know our st- um, kind of shared our story together of you know what it's like to be in Western Sydney and what it's like to be in Western Desert. This um, project, we had some of the crew from from Western Sydney to come over and work with us um, on this, and we took them out to Punmo, and they were like blown away about you know just the openness of the country, and yeah, you'll see this in this piece. come over from Western Sydney and work with us on that and yeah it was awesome for them to see where we come from because the first year of that project we came here to Western Sydney and we made a film together just at Central Station about a busker Um, because we passed this old fella every time we'd come from on a train and we saw him too at Redfern and we said like oh brother we could make a story about you and he was there the day um, when we were filming, and we went up to get our gear and then came back, and he wasn't there, at the tunnel. So we had, you know, somebody else just did busking, but it was his story that we wanted to show. And that was the first film we did. Yeah, just had Central Station together. And then the second one was that, when they came over. The um, reason I yeah, showed you that film was... Um, and that lake, Lake Dora, a lot of people are worried about that lake if, um, just up river there's a proposed uh, uranium mine there Kintyre, which my family um, they come from that area Kalamini, uh, rural River National Park, and um we have strong ties to that area and been telling um, governments and mining companies, but also our own people not to touch that area because, um you know, there was a fight um, 20 years ago at the same for the same place, for the same mineral, the uranium. And um, uh, that's how most of our communities got started, back up again. Because when they were living in Jigalong at the mission, um, a lot of the old people said we've got to go back. You know, they've been hearing stories about um, uh, exploration going on in their country and they wanted to go back and say, you know, no, no mining. And back then it was just no mining for any mineral, Um, so they wanted to stop this fight. And it was, at the time, CRA, Canning Resources, um, was there at that time, and a lot of, you know, small exploration companies were there at that time looking for minerals, and a lot of the Madu that were living in Jigalong were really afraid, so they went back, set up first camp at Kalamiji, and and all these little outstations like Punawari, which is west of the Canning Stock Road around, well, 15 and, um, and Kutagura, which is just south of the, the river and at these places, a lot of the old people used to radio in to the outstations um, with the UHF radio tell them what's going on out in the country and relay that um, to all our st- uh, stations in the Kimberley and the Pilbara. So they had a roll call um, every Monday with the Royal Flying Doctor Service, and then that's how they used to talk between stations, between Mardo, and between families, because all the Mardo were not just in Jigalong, but in Fitzroy Crossing, La Grange, Balgo, Wiluna, Warburton, and even in the Territory, so a lot of people were scattered all over the place. And um, that's how they communicated, back in those days before they had any phones um, when they set up their camps and um, still today the same fight is going on and we're going up against Cameco now who bought um, uh, the project of Rio Tinto Um, so it's a joint venture between uh, Cameco, a Canadian company from Saskatoon and um, Mitsubishi a Japanese company And um, a lot of the people, um, you know, during the process haven't been listened to. And, um, yeah, their voice wasn't heard. So, like, right now, a lot of the people are really angry. Um, But, you know, in saying that, a lot of um, the people that were on our board, uh, our Western Desert Land Council, um, haven't been... Um, yeah, listening to old people and, you know, stepping over them and walking over them and haven't been translating the meetings properly as they have should have before. Uh, right now, you know, and I think the problem with PVCs, prescribed body corporates, and mining companies, when they come together um, and, you know, make an agreement or deal, um, a lot of the... Um, a lot of the money that flows into these PVCs, you know, 90% of them are all from mining royalties. So it's a bit of a double whammy where these PVCs don't have any kind of um, funding sources from anywhere else other than mining companies. And at the end of the day, they have their own agenda, these companies. So if these PVCs, you know, act in the interest of people on the ground and say no, then maybe they won't get as much money you know, second time around for projects or whatever they're doing. Um, so, right now at this time, um, we came to Sydney a couple of weeks ago with Anthony Haggerty, and uh, we had a big meeting, a uh, big meeting at the MCA for our big painting, Kalyu, which is um, a big painting of how the underground water flows from Kalamili right up to um, Ngaiora Lake Dora and um, it's you know these places are really special there's only one, I know four places you know in Australia that's like this like these rivers they don't flow out to the ocean, they flow inland back to the desert and these are the places you know a lot of the old people have knowledge for and want to look after so there's like Lake Walegali in the north, Kalamili the savory creek that runs into Lake Disappointment and all the rain that you know sometimes you'd get from Queensland runs back into Lake Air, not out to the ocean. So these places we you know look after these kinds of places and wanna to, wanna to protect because that water a lot of the people, Madu from Punmu are scared that you know if there's a you know a flood or you know some accidents and the tailing gets into the creek, then that water will go up towards uh, Poonmool, Lake Dora. And then you have Maru and, you know, kids and, you know, families drinking from that from that water. So I think that's the main reason a lot of people yet yeah, don't want to see this project go ahead. But also that place is um, yeah, very significant for ladies and men from that area. And they want to protect that, don't want to give out Um, country away our our area in the East Pilbara is very different to the West where um, we only have small um, companies in our area exploration companies and um, not so much mining compared to you know all the Indian people in the West um, and nearby people in the West where um, we have BHP Rio Tinto um, and FMG just on their doorstep, whereas our area is still kind of um, being explored. But we have a uh, uh, Telfa gold mine, but that was there before. You know, a lot of how um, we got our native title back, and um, um, so any new project or any expansion to that project, you know, we get they get money from, but not uh, because of, you know prior native title. A lot of people um still don't want to see any expansion for Telfer Gold mine or any other mines that are or projects that are coming up and this is um an excerpt from from a animation um, that we um an old fellow had um animated his painting where he so this is all his original paintings that he'd done over the years about this place, uh, Lake Disappointment, Kumbumbita, and tell the story about the cannibal dreamings uh, um, that live on that lake. And, you know, this place just doesn't belong to Kharajara people, but um, a lot of different er- um, groups all across um, the western desert and, and the tri-state border. So that's yeah, just a little excerpt from that animation because it's still touring for festivals and stuff like that and we can't really show the full, um, full animation. But that was a big, important story and it's still a fight today um, where we talked about... You know the process of how this company rewards minerals um, uh, um, made negotiation to um, have overturn a decision that the Maddu made saying they don't want any mining there, So they were looking for potash on this, mi- on this lake, and this place is really significant to our area, and um, a lot of people don't want um, any mining or you know, a lot of Maru don't go near that place. Because of you know the stories that come out from the lake, um, we're just caretakers of that place. But it belongs to a lot of different groups from all over the country, and um, a lot of these drovers that were driving cattle on uh, canning stock Route knew this story, and um, you know they'd go around the lake and keep their um, their herd of cattle or their horses quiet when they passed this lake. So, you know, forbidden for anybody muddle to go on that lake or near that lake unless um, there's wind coming over the lake. If there's no wind, then nobody don't go near that area. Um, That was... um, We went to the National Native Title Tribunal in, um, I think it was 2010, um, maybe earlier... I remember because I was a translator then just for the old people and it was the first time and uh, I think the only time the National Native Title Tribunal went in favour of Indigenous people against the company. Um, But sadly, in the last couple of years it's been overturned and a lot of this this mining company has still been able to go out there and drill um, and look for samples and... um, do their work around that area but still a lot, a lot of model don't agree with that and um yeah still you know today I, you know um, involved in a lot of different projects and a lot of different movements across western Australia you know with the you Walkadjura know, Walkabout walk that goes from Yiliri which is um, uranium uh uh camp that a lot of people from this area the Ngalia and Wangai, people from the gold fields, uh, object to. So this walk they do every year and it um, is happening in a couple of weeks. So like from 16th to the 19th of September um, a lot of people just go on country and walk for a month. And and it's been awesome because a lot of um, Uh, supporters that we get from all over the world come even from America, from Japan, from France and come and walk um, with um, the locals from that area against uranium and um, so there's a lot of different conversations that a lot of people have along the, you know, around the campfire and along the road and um, with, with, with this a lot of people can spend more time and just telling their story, you know, and sharing it to the world, but also with with a walk like this, I think brings you know the community together and makes a, I think you know some kind of action out on the ground where people can see you know what what people are really doing, than just going out and protesting in the cities or whatever. You know, a lot of people underground feel more I think. Um, yeah, I feel more, you know, obliged to join it because it's it's out in country and it's close to them and it's for the, you know, for that area that being affected. Um, and this walk's been, you know, it's 1D uranium, leave it in the ground. Um, and along the way, a lot of, you know, you get to meet a lot of different people. A lot of um, filmmakers, a lot of storytellers, but also you know volunteers that just want to come out and hang out and help and work, and also the people who are running these campaigns. And um, you know sometimes uh, you'll meet some people from the companies, um, but they don't usually come out. But um, yeah, it's awesome because like you know we've got this year and Scott Ludlam, has been very vocal about this one uranium in Western Australia and especially about the Walker Jura walk about. Um, and for you know for us we wanna have that ban reinstated in Western Australia. There was a ban for fifteen years. Um, it's been lifted a couple of years ago. But you know with these you know fighting against Illyri, um Mulgorox, and other uranium uh, projects across the country, not just in WA, that want to raise awareness um, to our fight and their fight, and and for us in WA, that ban reinstated. Um, and also, like for us, with um, it's a this is another cool website then you know for other um, projects happening in South Australia around the Merling area. And stories and 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 uh, stories and videos from that area um, that you can have a look um, you know we work really closely um, with the South Australian mob and the anti mob um, against uranium and um, all these information that we um, all these content that we make we share with each other and put it out. You know, to create more awareness to what we're doing. Um, this, I guess, you know, for for us to young young people uh, to tell our stories, in you know, in I think um, a lot of the young people these days, you know, it's easy for them to um, tell a story you know that's you know about mining or against mining in their own way and this is a cool project that the kids from Robin Neomad they call themselves the love punks and they um, made an animation you can download it if you have an ipad and they talk about how mining affected their area in and around Robin from different companies fmg rio uh, bhp and um, yeah, in one of the last episodes, if you, if you download it, and get to see in the, you know, there's a little um, story about Gina Reinhardt, you know, so.
2: We have to cut out big frames, and here.
1: And yeah, that was a um project, you know, done by Woodside and the community of Robin. Uh no not Woodside, sorry, um uh Big Heart and the community of Robin. And um yeah, a lot of the you know, youth, you know, uh, when they first started, you know, have like really short to span, you know. And so a lot of the kids just wanted to make movies. And wanted to make something different from all the other stuff that they seen before, so they made, um, yeah, came up with this uh, comic that they call themselves the Love Punks, and they've been, you know, to South Korea to, you know, tell their story with Marvel and all the Comic Cons over there, and a couple of years ago, so it was an awesome experience for them to go over, and just to, you know, share their story from that region.